Welcome to Shift, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT. A full textbook, tons of questions backed by our memory-enhancing algorithm, a built-in study planner, and full-length practice exams. You can get a free trial at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Steph Shu from Admitsy with us. She was actually our first guest ever for the Shift podcast a long, long time ago, the end of 2022. I'm really excited to have you back. And yeah, I uh, would love if you could just introduce yourself for people who haven't um, heard your episodes or you and your company before. Thanks, Tyler. So glad to be back. So I'm Steph, founder and CEO of Admitsy.com. And we are a platform of crowdsourced successful application files that are uploaded by college students themselves. And it's all searchable. You can filter by essay topic, by um, student background, by um, college major. So it's a really great way to look at successful applications that have been accepted into the school of your choice. If you're interested in checking us out, you can use the code START20 for 20% off our class year plans. Fantastic. Yeah. And so, you know, kind of somewhat related to what you guys do, right? Because you guys crowdsource all this data about, um, you know, both who gets in and who doesn't get in. And then also a lot about their applications um, and about sort of their experiences on campus. I feel like you are a great person to ask today's question, which is, you know, why do applicants get into, you know, Stanford, Harvard, et cetera? Right. I think, um, you know, when we were chatting beforehand, sort of in the prep period, it sounded like there was quite a bit that you could do as an an applicant and a hopeful person to potentially, you know, learn about the school and, and about the culture there and maybe tailor your application towards some of the key points. Right. Yeah, I think in general, these top schools across the country and when I say top schools, I mean, uh, those that are really highly ranked on the lists. Obviously, there are great schools out there that are kind of lower on the list, but really specialized. And so, um, yeah, it's generic term I'm using uh, around top schools, but it's um, if you're looking at those across the it, country, It's all the ones you would expect, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's any kind of name brand school. Yes. Harvard, Stanford, Princeton, MIT, those kind of things. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at those schools, the ones that are super selective, actually, that's another way to um, to characterize them. The best way for you to consider starting your application is looking at, obviously, I think one of the first things is what is the school known for? Like, what are the departments that they are most proud of? Uh, what is the major that is most typical of um, students that are attending attending that school. Um, you can also look at campus culture. Uh, you know, you had mentioned this when we were talking about this earlier. We definitely have this information on Emitsi profiles where we ask our college students, like share five adjectives about a typical student at your school or about the campus culture. And so that's one way to sort of like crowdsource what a typical student at each of these schools um, is like. But in general, um, these top schools are looking for students who are highly accomplished, both academically, extracurricularly, 
as well as interpersonally. And so the best way for you to highlight this across the board um, in your essays, in your extracurricular resume, and then also in your recommendations. So that's a very generic overview of, um, of these top schools, but happy to dive into um, anything specific as well. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Like, it's just good advice in general to try and um, at least learn a little bit more about the culture of the school when you're applying, right? Um, I mean, you're going to be going there ostensibly if you get in. Um, so, you know, not only can you use great platforms like Advancy to do this research, you can also look online. You can also look at their uh, their website will often highlight a lot of things that they're officially standing for, though obviously what's official and unofficial might be different. Um, also attending, you know, info sessions, things like that, right? Like just getting a sense for, are you actually going to like these people and like this place? It's kind of important. And I think it's kind of overlooked because I think uh, people will often just be really focused on getting into the kind of the name brand school. But yeah, I think on that note, I am curious, like what are like kind of the, the key cultural differences maybe between some of the top colleges that we're familiar with, right? Like, I mean, I think as a rough starting point, like I think we all kind of know that like Stanford being West Coast is a little bit more laid back than like some of the Ivy League schools, right? Or maybe has more of an emphasis on the technology industry or entrepreneurship or things like that. Um, but what are some other things that you found really interesting sort of just through the, the data that you see about some of the top schools that we know about? Yeah, to your point, um, West Coast, East Coast schools, there's definitely a cultural difference. Um, this has been a while back when we were looking at this, but one of the things that Mitzi is best known for was analyzing Harvard versus Stanford essays. Um, and we took a look at essays that got accepted into one versus the other. And this is like a fun little snippet, but really showcases how powerful some of this data can be. But essays that were typically accepted into Harvard refer to parents as mother and father, whereas essays accepted into Stanford refer to their parents as mom and dad. So there's a sort of like formality, informality, like casualness that is very different across the coasts. Um, so that's like one example of like what we were known for when we were looking at some of this data. Um, but yeah, I, I think in addition to that, if you take a look at sort of the five adjectives that describe a typical student at my school and you sort of like crowdsource that on our website, you'll see that um, a typical student profile um, of a school that's attending MIT is going to be really different from a student that is attending like UPenn, for example. So the word collegial comes up a lot with UPenn. Um, mm -hmm. And there's like, of course, of course, like with some of these top schools, like intellectual um, is pretty standard across the board. But you'll see that at some schools, the adjective of, you know, studious shows up more for some schools versus um, more social at other schools. So just like kind of depending on your personality and where you think you would best fit in. I think that's a really good way for you to just like assess for yourself, not necessarily to highlight in your essay um, so much as just like for you to share why you understand what the culture is like. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm also curious though, like, you know, I think it's important that you get the right sources of information, right? Like, I, I think it's, it, 
you don't want to, you know, go find a Reddit post about, you know, Princeton and then just like base all of your <laughs> base all of your information off of that, right? Like at the very least, you know, you want to have a couple sources of information. So like what are the places where you can do this research where you can kind of figure out how uh you know what are the the qualities that people look for right like i mean i know that you guys have like compared essays and that there are certain keywords that like indicate like a different sort of level of either formality or like sort of priorities within the admissions office um but i also know that you know sifting through that might take a while and i'm i'm curious if there are like other ways that you would recommend too yeah i think talking to people that you know who are currently attending that college or have very recently graduated, that's a great way to just get an insider view. Um, but I also actually highly recommend looking at the university website. Like you mentioned this as well. And it's such a, it can sound like such a throwaway comment, like, oh yeah, like check out their website. But I'm not talking about looking at uh you know their mission and their values like they're all the same it's a jumble of like the schools all care about the it, same thing. yeah <laughs> it, it's it's always some it's always like i don't know we'll just say generic in a way yeah like of, truth light yeah. intellectual vitality whatever <laughs> but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about keeping an eye out on their news their announcements what do they care most about? What are they highlighting these days? Is there a department that's new that they're actually actively recruiting for? So for example, um, there was a college a couple years ago that launched an entrepreneurship department or a very specific entrepreneurship um, and tech-related um, undergrad uh, sort of area of study. And because it's a new department, that might be something that you're like, oh, actually, I'm super interested in that field. And because this is new for this college, they may be more willing for to like take a bet on me as the initial cohort that's going to be admitted into this school. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think like being a little bit more strategic about it and looking at what the school itself is highlighting can be really useful in crafting your application. Obviously you don't want to do it in a way that's like completely different from your extracurriculars and what like your course of study, but if it is actually can enhance it or amplify it or complement it, then I think that's a really great way to go. Yeah. Well, and I think that in general you want to see like the admissions officers are most likely, especially if you're applying to a top school, they're most likely seeing a bunch of very qualified people, any of whom, you know, particularly if you're someone getting closely looked at, any of the people applying to these top schools can probably meet their academic rigor requirements, right? Absolutely. So it's not about whether you can hang, it's about whether this is the right school for you and whether it's the right school for you more so than it's the right school for Jimmy, who's the next on the list or, you know, Tara, who we read about yesterday, right? Like it's, they're trying to pick 
quote unquote the best fit and i think they take it that very seriously right um i think that they actually are trying to think about it holistically in that way um that does mean it's subjective right but i think that it's it also means that you know they they are trying to help you by making the best decision for both you and them absolutely and i i think kind of to your point of they're trying to find the right fit and they're trying to craft the most well-rounded class of incoming freshmen for them, then that means if there's a new department, they need to recruit enough people to fill the seats in that new department, right? And so um, I bring up the entrepreneurship example because I think if you can even bring that in and say like, I know this is a new department for the school when you're talking about, you know, the why us essay. Um, and you can mention like, I know this is a relatively new department. So there's a lot of, um, th there's a lot of opportunity for me to basically like spearhead things and craft the experience I want to have and really have a say that in and of itself is entrepreneurial, right? So like mm. the fact that you're leading into, um, a new entrepreneurship department in order to be entrepreneurial is like, yeah, it's, it's sort of like doubles up on um, making that argument. So I think mm -hmm. there are like ways for you to demonstrate your interest that can be really different from what everybody else is doing. Right. Yeah. And I think just the last thing as we're kind of thinking about like how, you can adapt your application to each college, right? I mean, what do you think? So like with the Common App, you're kind of submitting the same essay to everybody. Is that correct? Um, or do you get to like submit slightly different versions for different schools? Slightly I, different I versions. This, yeah. Got it. Yeah. So I think then really, I mean, it seems like just like a sort of a, a baseline strategy that you should employ is try to come up with, you know, the three to five sort of cultural things that you want to make sure that you mention in each of your essays per school, and then just like tailor your essays a little bit to each one. Do you feel like that's a good idea? Or do you think that's potentially shoehorning something in? No, I think it's a, it's a good idea in the sense that if, as long as there's sort of like a rationale um, behind why you're doing it, because it's highlighting um, aspects of who you are already, um, or you're talking at some point in your essay, your supplemental essay, which we call the YS essay. Um, but in your YS essay, if you can mention like, you know, I visited the school or I've, um, I've done research in this particular field, or, um, I've talked to students at this school and I know that the students at your school see themselves as X, Y, Z, and then it shows you know, not only have you done your research um, and you've gone out of your way to really understand the school, but you're more like on the ground and more in mm -hmm. touch with how students see themselves than necessarily what like admissions is coming in and saying like, our typical student is this, right? Is ABC. Right. When, um, so I think like the more that you can show that you've um, done your due diligence and you are more on the ground, I think the better it is um, for you. Yeah, I think it also, I mean, you just also uh, made me think of another like pretty good idea in general, which is um, try to talk to some students ahead of time 
right? Like whether it's as simple as, you know, maybe it's your friend's cousin or whatever, or maybe it's someone that, you know, someone on a coach from your, one of your sports teams knows, or one of your teachers knows somebody who ended up going to that school or, you know, worst case scenario, you cold outreach on LinkedIn or something. Um, and they're just like, Hey, I see that you are attending this school and I'd really love to like, just like talk to you for f 10 minutes, just learn more about it. Um, and you know, see if it's a good fit for me. I think that that not only is worth doing anyway, uh, mm -hmm. but I think that if you can reference that conversation in your application and you can say, well, I also talked to, you know, so-and-so and you know rising junior and she told me you know about the school's xyz like thing and i thought felt this was really aligned with my experience i feel like that i mean that's like a grad school admissions tactic that i feel like could potentially apply here as well yeah i think for me that not only highlights that you care about the school enough to go find out, but that you're also resourceful enough to actually reach out to people. And so that those are two qualities that are really useful for the school to know about you as a candidate. Yeah, I agree. Is there anything else um, that you feel like we should cover on this topic today before we wrap up? Um, there are definitely a ton of great tools out there. I know, you know, obviously I'm going to plug in Mitzi because we have great data on our website. <laughs> but, yeah, that's why you're um, here. <laughs> there's, um, there's actually a, a section on our website that's called Data Insights. And there's this tool that allows you to compare college preferences. So if you put in, uh, you know, Harvard versus Stanford, just because that's top of mind for me at the moment. You can actually take a look at the students that were accepted into both schools and the people that chose to enroll at Stanford versus Harvard. And mm -hmm. based off of that, you can then go and look at the actual profiles of the students that enrolled at Harvard versus at Stanford and use that to do some comparison. So even if you don't have anyone that you personally know, I think a lot, a lot of students, especially like coming from different geographic areas, um, that are not in big cities or um, don't have access to people who have attended some of these like super selective schools. Uh, you know, you can, of course, reach out on LinkedIn, but um, this is another great way to to compare, to look up actual students who have advice that's shared on our website. Um, and, you know, Admitsy is not the only tool out there. It's definitely my favorite. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, utilize what's out there and, and see if you can come across, um, try to crowdsource your information and, and bring that into your essay. The more resourceful you can be and the more resourceful you can come across, uh, the better student and, and, and the better addition to the student body you will be. Yeah. Well, and like you just said, too, um, the more on the ground information you can get, the better. Right. Like I think the the university website is also the first place that people go. And, you know, if they're like, we value integrity and you're like, I have a lot of integrity in your essay, they'll be like, OK, sure. Someone read the website. Great. Right. But if you really <laughs> if you really like go and talk to people who are actually, you know, students there, I think that not only will you learn a lot about what you want, whether you want to go there. <laughs> right mm -hmm. which is remember you are buying something at the end of the day right you're buying an education 
Um, you'll also learn some things that you can include. So that's all great. Well, thank you so much. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Steph Shu from Admitsy. And you can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to achievable.me. If you like it, be sure to use the code podcast at checkout. And with Admitsy, use the code start20 to get 20% off your class year plans. Um, go to admitsy.com to check that out.